everyone. Happy Wednesday. I'm outside in beautiful Bishop, California, and you can see the mountain behind me, which is gorgeous. And it's kind of fair here today, and it was threatening a little bit of rain just a second ago, but I think we're past it. I wanted to share this video with you today about anointing. You know, I grew up in a Christian, charismatic church. Actually, the church I grew up in was an all African-American church in LA. And then that was, and I was in Albuquerque. So that was my remote church home. And then my actual church home that I physically went to every week was an all Spanish speaking Pentecostal church. So I've been around the Pentecostal charismatic movement my entire life. And one thing that happens in those movements is that people go around with little vials of oil and they say, oh, I'm going to anoint you for this or I'm going to anoint you for that. They'll say, oh, you're anointed with the Holy Spirit and anointed here and anointed there. And I think that there's a lot of confusion about what the anointing actually is and what that means. So I was watching one of my pastors, one of, one of my friends, preach for Easter Sunday by the way they are in. Southern California and they are meeting every week having an actual church service and no one in California is messing with them which is very odd to me because California is supposed to be this hyper liberal state and it is but they seem to be putting up with the churches quite well in our state so I'm really thankful for that anyway I was listening to this pastor friend of mine preach on Easter Sunday and he brought up of course the crucifixion and burial and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ because it was Easter Sunday and one of the things he was talking about was the anointing that Jesus received by Mary before he went to the cross and that story can be found in John 12 so I'm gonna read that really quickly this little blurb from John 12 and then we're gonna get into the rest of our story John 12 verse 3 then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard ointment John 12, verse 3, Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. So we know that Jesus had his body anointed for his burial. One thing I'd like to point out is that Jesus did not have his body anointed with oil for his death. Okay, that's really important because Jesus was not going to stay dead. So he didn't have his body anointed for his death, but for his burial. That's going to be really important in just a few moments. Another thing I wanted to point out is that this is when Mary used oil of spikenard. This is not when the Holy Ghost descended upon Jesus Christ, you know, in the form of a dove. He was moved around by the Holy Spirit to go and do what God called him to go and do. So those are two different instances. One takes place right after he's baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptizer, and one takes place right before his burial, his crucifixion, then burial, then resurrection in Jerusalem. Actually, the, the anointing took place in Bethany at the home of Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. So that's really important. And why it's important for you today is because I want you to notice that she anointed Jesus' feet with oil in the house of someone who had already been dead. So he had already raised Lazarus from the dead in John 12. And 
that's really important because there, I'm not going to get into the story of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. I think it's a big story. It's a huge story. There's a lot to it. There's a lot we can learn from it. Maybe one of these days I'll do that entire story. But God has shared a lot with me about Mary and Martha and Lazarus over the years. And one of the things he's shared with me is that the reason that Mary had a 300 denarii bottle of oil of spikenard was to prepare her brother Lazarus's body for his burial, for his death, because Lazarus was already sick. They knew that he was already sick. They knew that he'd been sick for years. Other, there's a lot to that. There's a lot of reasons I know that. Um, I'm not going to get into that right now. You're going to have to trust me. If you do have questions, please hit me up on our website or on Facebook, and I'll be happy to answer those questions for you about how I know that Lazarus was sick before he actually died and why I come to that conclusion and that Mary had this bottle of very costly spikenard to anoint the body with. She had it because she was saving it for Lazarus, but Jesus Christ resurrected Lazarus, right? So she didn't need the oil. Now, why didn't she need the oil? Because he did die and Jesus brought him back from the dead. She didn't need the oil because an, the oil is used for a live body. I need you to catch that. Oil is used for a live body and it prepares it for burial. So Mary would have had to do the same thing to Lazarus that she wound up doing to Jesus. She would have had to poured the oil of spikenard on Lazarus's body if he had been in a position where he was nearing death or on his deathbed as it were and she didn't do that she saved it and she used it on Jesus she was so thankful that Jesus had raised her brother from the dead that she used the bottle of spikenard on Jesus why am I telling you all this I'm telling you this because that is really important you only need to be anointed prior to burial Okay, the anointing is what prepares your natural body to be buried. The oil anointing. Okay, that's really important. Because when we talk about people going around saying, oh, you're anointed for this, or you're anointed for that, or you're anointed for the other thing, they don't really understand what they're saying. Because they use this little bottle of oil, and they go around, and they're anointing this, and anointing that, and the other thing. They don't really understand what it is they're doing. They don't really understand. Now, have I seen people go and pray over houses, and take oil, and put it on the door, and pray over it, and stuff? Of course I have. I, you know, I've even done stuff like that. Um, but, I, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about anointing a person. I've, I've seen, in, of course, in the New Testament, it says that if somebody needs healing to come and to allow him to be prayed for by the elders and they anoint him. And that's talking about something different. What that type in particular is talking about is being anointed so that the person who receives healing can touch that oil and say, oh, this is the proof that they prayed for me and that I have what I've asked for. So it's different, okay? That oil represents basically that you have something tangible to represent what God has done in the spiritual. That's what Mary was doing. That's what we do when we go around to the houses. That's what we do when we lay hands on people and put oil on their forehead. And so it's a tangible representation of a dedication of a living thing to Christ, okay, to burial burial in Christ. So when we anoint a person, they are anointed so that they can remember, so they have a touch point to remember that they were healed by Jesus Christ. They have something tangible. Same thing when you go and you put oil on the door of a house, you can see the little stain of the oil and you say, oh, this house is covered by the blood of Jesus. It's anointed for the purpose of God. And so it's, it's like a physical representation of that. But where people get messed up is that they think that you're anointed with the Holy Spirit. 
that's wrong. You're not anointed with the Holy Spirit. Let me explain to you what it is that I'm saying. Turn with me, please, to Isaiah 61, and then we're going to turn to Isaiah 11. We're going to go to Isaiah 61 first, and then Isaiah 11. I'm going to unpack both of them and show you why when people say you're anointed with the Holy Spirit, that is wrong. The reason I'm doing this is because sometimes people think that certain people are anointed with the Holy Spirit and certain people are not. Well, that doesn't square with what God said. God said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So if only certain people are anointed with the Holy Spirit and other people are not, then how did God keep his word by pouring out his spirit on all flesh? That would mean that all people have been anointed with the Holy Spirit, wouldn't it? That's what it would mean. That's what you would think. And so we're going to get to that in just a second. So let's go to Isaiah 61 and Isaiah 11. Isaiah 61.1, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of our Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Okay, go ahead and quickly turn with me to Isaiah 11. Isaiah 11, verse 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. So, in Isaiah 61, it said that he has anointed him, and so the Spirit rests upon him. Read it again. The Spirit of the Lord rests upon me because he has anointed me. Okay, so this is talking about Jesus. We know that. It's talking about Jesus. Now, first of all, it's talking about us as well because we are in Christ, right? If you're saved, you're in Christ. And so if it's talking about Jesus right there, it's talking about you right there. He only gives you the Holy Spirit if you're anointed to go forth. Now, you're only anointed to go forth if you're in Jesus. Isaiah 11 says that a rod comes forth from the stem of Jesse, right? That's talking about David, and then it's talking about Christ, and then it's talking about the church. So it goes from Jesse to David to Christ to the church. And so the same, that's the spirit. That's seven facets of the personality or the benefits, I should say, the characteristics of the Holy Ghost in Isaiah 11. My point is, is that if you are saved, if you are in Jesus Christ, then the Spirit of the Lord has been poured out on you because you have been called. You have been called. Every one of us has the ministry of reconciliation. And so this same Spirit that was on Jesus Christ is on you, and He dwells with you. He dwells in you if you are saved. Now, did God pour out the Spirit on all flesh? Yes, He did at Pentecost. He did. If you read in Acts 2, you can see that, that this promise was not for them only, but for all of the generations who would believe and be called after. That's in Acts chapter 2. So what we know is that if you're saved, then you are called by God. 
you are anointed by God to go forth and preach good news to the poor, to bind up to brokenhearted, to declare liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Right? All of those things are things that we do in a ministry position. We do it whether we're professional ministers or we do it whether we're just Christians. We go out and we preach good news to the poor, right? We take that news that they can have salvation in Jesus Christ to people who didn't know that before, to people who need salvation. That is on us because it was on him. And that's the anointing. The anointing is to go out and do what God told you to do. In other words, you can only do what you can do because God has enabled you to do. Think of the anointing as an enablement, as an ability, okay? Not as oil or as the Holy Spirit. Don't think of it like that. The anointing is the mandate coupled with the ability to go forth and do what God told you to do. Now, why do you think that if God gave him the mandate and gave us the mandate and the ability to go forth and do what he called and created us to do, why did he send the Holy Spirit? Well, because we can physically go do it, but we have to have the Holy Spirit infused in us to manifest God through us. Why? Because God is a spirit. He doesn't operate in this earth realm in a spiritual body. He operates through human bodies. Okay? If he operated through a spiritual body, then Jesus in a human form would have no point. There would be no reason for God to have sent Jesus Christ in a human manifested form. But because God operates through people, he sent the Holy Spirit to, again, operate through people to manifest his will in every person's life. So whatever you're anointed to do, and we know that in Isaiah 61, it basically gives directions for every Christian, what every Christian is anointed to do, that God sent his spirit to help you to do that. The spirit is called the helper, the comforter, the teacher. He helps you in your weaknesses. He helps you to do what you're called and created to do. And so that's why we know that it's the same spirit that was on Jesus Christ because it's the spirit of the living God. The anointing is not the spirit. The anointing is the reason for the spirit. Okay. So in particular, I am anointed to not only do everything that I'm called and created to do in Isaiah 61, but everything to me personally, in particular, to my personality. And so the Holy Ghost helps me carry out Isaiah 61, preach good news to the poor, bind up the brokenhearted, dot, dot, dot. And he also helps me to understand the Bible, to stand up here and preach, to preach to other people. He helps me to walk out my individual calling as well as the corporate calling that's placed on every believer. So the question of whether God poured out his spirit on all flesh is answered with a resounding yes, he did. However, not all flesh receives the Holy Spirit because not all flesh receives Jesus. And so only those people who accept Jesus Christ as their Savior and their Lord can partake of the Holy Spirit to help them to manifest the mandate that God has set forth for those who would believe in him and walk out his commandments, those who, in effect, actually love him. I hope that you've enjoyed our time together here in Bishop. If you have any questions, please feel free to hit me up on our website, which is www.waterwindwine.org, all lowercase, all one word. Or you can hit me up on our Facebook page, www.ministries, and I'll be happy to answer any of those questions for you. You can also email me at waterwindwine at yahoo.com, and I'll be, I'll be happy to answer those questions for you. I'll be happy to pray with you. 
If right now or during any time in this video, your heart has been pounding and beating and you felt excited but you didn't know why, or at least your body told you you were excited but you didn't know why, that's the Holy Spirit. That's actually Jesus knocking on the door of your heart saying, let me in. If that happened to you, then I want to invite you to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. And according to Romans, all you have to do is believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, that he became sin for you, and that he was crucified because of that, and that God raised him up the third day. You have to believe that in your heart and confess it with your mouth. If you've done that today, I am so thankful, and I want to welcome you to the kingdom. If you'll contact me, I'll be happy to get a Bible for you and get you some resources that you will need and to guide you through how to take the next steps in your walk with our mighty Savior, Jesus Christ. But for now, I'm going to sign off and remember that I love you and that Jesus loves you.